This episode of the Rock in a Hard Place podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Seven styles, seven colors, free shipping. Use the code HARDPLACE and get a discount. That's tweakedaudio.com. This is the Rock in a Hard Place podcast. I sit this one out, Pat. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one guy, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. You don't know the power of the dark side. Let's not stand on ceremony here. And now, here are your hosts, Chris Cooner and Paul Gibson. That's right. My name is Chris Cooner. I am a DJ with Broken FM. Welcome to this episode of the Rock and Hard Place podcast. We took a week off last week. Paul had just gotten to Nashville, had not even had an opportunity to really get his stuff set up also wanted a chance to reconnect with his wife and baby so you know we kind of we said nah, it's all right go ahead take the day off it's not a big deal we can handle it uh but you know he's here he's here with us today folks and from his new locale in nashville it's paul gibson in nashville nashville <laughs> where he, they play country music as you're walking down the streets Oh, yes. It is inescapable. They just opened a brand new, like, outdoor amphitheater that its first show ever was last night. And, of course, they inaugurated it with Eric Church playing uh, a nice plethora of country music. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Reason number one country. why I won't be moving to Nashville. Right, right. Yeah, I even got a healthy dose of it myself because, uh, as many of you might know, we drove cross-country with a 26-foot long Penske truck with my dad. Um, so it was me, our little doggy, and uh, my dad. And so I made up a playlist of nothing but like countries, a little bit of indie rock, and some Bob Dylan. And we were just rocking right along. Nice. Good deal. Well, it's nice to have you back, Paul. I'm glad that the move went well. Uh, are you guys mostly unpacked? Partially oh, unpacked? No. Not unpacked at all? Partially. I mean, it's just, well, see, part of the problem is, is, is where we're staying in my in-laws house to no fault of anybody just really doesn't have a whole lot of like hanging clothes space. So all the clothes that we're unpacking, we're folding. And my wife is kind of really, whenever you start in something new, you really want it to be like super neat. Totally. And so we, uh, I, I am pulling on my retail experience of working at, at Old Navy and various other clothing stores in my past and we are folding them using a folding board oh wow so the uh they look very uniform on the shelf but <laughs> consequently whereas we would be able to take it out of a wardrobe box still on the hanger hang it in the closet right. and be done with it instead we're folding each piece which takes forever gotcha so Gotcha. Good deal. Well, uh, Kirk doesn't like your whining. He says that uh, Need to Breathe and Switchfoot are going to be playing in that same amphitheater. Oh, nice. That's cool. So something definitely to uh, to look forward to. Uh, did you get a chance to check out the blues episode that we did with Kirk a couple of weeks ago, Paul? No, I have, you haven't. Dude, I have had, I'm so far behind on everything. Like my And, and this, this is not connected technically, but... I, I haven't even plugged in my Roku or looked at Netflix at all for two weeks. I mean, <laughs> this this is serious business right here. Man. Well, I'm I'm glad you were able to uh, eke out the time for us today to be able to hang out with us. <laughs> 
Don't you feel honored? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the word I was going to use. Honored. <laughs> well, let's dive... Racing you and America with my presence. That's, that's right. Absolutely. Well, let's dive into some, uh, into some news stuff that uh, we always have. Uh, we're looking at some info about Flyleaf. Their lead singer, Kristen May, is about to start raising funds for a solo album on pledgemusic.com it begins in just a couple of days on august 4th um so now i guess the question is she does a solo album and then it becomes popular maybe and then fly leaves looking for another new lead singer is that how far we want to extrapolate today i don't know and also the thing that got me is mind you i didn't have a, like a just a ton of time to do research on this but i i really want to know what it's going to sound like i mean Whenever somebody does a solo record, there's always that question of, is it just going to be a singer-songwriter project? Right. seems to be what everyone wants to do as a solo project. Or is it going to be more of the same of what they're already doing, in which case, why bother? Um, and then the other side of it can also be, is it just going to be weird? And I almost want to pull for it to be weird. You know, <laughs> just something just out of the box odd. I mean, how weird would it be if she was like, well, my solo album is just going to be me and a dubstep DJ. That's it. And I'll be like, yeah. Hmm. Or okay. we're going to go country or we're going to go German folk. Uh, you know, something I along the accordions. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's Let right. us go. We're going to go Russian Orthodox with our dancing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see what exactly happens uh, in that regard. One of those uh, interesting little tidbits that's out there and available, and we're just not sure what is going to be going on with it. So we'll uh, we'll try and keep you posted to the best of our abilities. Right now, I will say this: if you're a graphic designer and you're watching this, she's also looking for submissions for t-shirt designs for like you know her exclusive. You know, like you pre-order the record, you get it t-shirt that will only be printed this once so gotcha. apparently i think you get like a hundred bucks and or you get like a t-shirt and maybe a copy of the album if you win or whatever but anyway she, she, she should she down. should save herself some money and just go to like fiverr.com cost her five bucks to get whatever she needs that way that website is one of those things where it's like i appreciate and i'm annoyed by it at the <laughs> same time yeah yeah when you can get uh high quality voice tracks for five dollars Compared to uh, paying a real voiceover guy. Well, I can't say a real voiceover guy because the guys doing the fivers are real voiceover guys. It's just it cheapens the everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So the guys that are charging, you know, a hundred bucks for dry voice for so many words. Um, nobody wants to pay that because they're like, well, I can go over here and get something pretty close for five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so... When I was at a wedding, somebody was telling me about that. They're like, so would you ever do that? I'm like, not a chance. Yeah. They're like, why not? I'm like, I wouldn't get out of bed for five bucks. I'm sorry. It's like, I, I know I'm poor and really could use the money, but five bucks ain't going to do it. I'm sorry. Well, the, I, the wage. Yeah. The idea is that you get enough jobs to where it makes it worthwhile, but to get enough jobs to make it worthwhile means that you're spending hours and hours voicing, editing, producing all of that stuff and you Plus have to all read of the stuff that you have to put together to begin with just so that people will take right. you seriously enough to offer you anything totally totally yeah. absolutely 
Absolutely. So uh, one of those one of those interesting uh, conundrums. I know the the voiceover world is not pleased with Fiverr at all, but uh, what's that? <laughs> it's evil. All right. Well, how about some? See, that's my problem. I'm just not evil enough. That's right. How about some for today news? We hear yes. that uh, for today signed a deal with Nuclear Blast, which also deals with Cradle of Filth, Mashuga. Slayer, Soil Work, and many more. Uh, and they'll unveil details about their upcoming album soon. For now, both the band and the label are celebrating their new partnership. And according to Marcus Steger, owner of Nuclear Blast, he said, I'm very happy to work with one of my absolute favorite American bands for today. This band is unique in their mission, style, and message. And they've delivered a killer album, and it is such an amazing opportunity to sign for today to Nuclear Blast during this time. So uh, some interesting news for for today. I guess losing their guitarist wasn't as big a hit to them as they thought it might be. Yeah, no kidding. Well, and I'll be interesting to see if this really changes anything, because if I'm remembering correctly, um, I can't call to mind the name of the label they were on before, but it was a mainstream label, too. Yeah. So I don't think it's... Uh, a situation where this is going to be a major change for them as far as like, oh, it's like, well, they're on the mainstream label now. <laughs> but, you know, still, I mean, uh, Nuclear Blast is one of those uh, labels that if you're a mainstream, really aggressive metal person, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of the places to be. It and Metal Blade tend to be the place in the home for like really high profile bands that have a cult following, but may not be like a headliner on like a festival tour, but still just really big deals. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It could be a really good thing for them. It's nice to know that at least the owner of the label seems to be really behind them. And I always think it's funny when, when people in his positions, like they're, they're running a mainstream label. They signed a Christian band and they're like, I really like their mission. Right. It's like, you, you signed Cradle of Filth and Slayer, but you really like for today's <laughs> mission really okay hey yeah. i guess that's good i don't know how does that <laughs> what do, you do with that how does that work i'm not sure how that works <laughs> well i mean it does give for today an opportunity to to minister to the guys at uh at nuclear blast so you know in that regard i i respect that um you know again i'm still i'm not a big for today fan just stylistically yeah. um you know it's not my it's not my wheelhouse at all but um I'm I'm glad they're out there doing what they do. And, uh, you know, the people that like that style of music can have them to enjoy and be a, a positive influence on their uh, on their lives and such. So, you know, kudos to them for signing a, a new deal. And hopefully it's lucrative for them and gets them where they want to go. Yeah, you're so uh, MXPX and Simple Plan at the APMAs. MXPX is my career performed responsibility with Simple Plan at the Alternative Press Music Awards ceremony, which was televised on the AXS TV network. You can see the video on AXS TV's Facebook page. Pretty good version of it, too. I mean, he and the guy from Simple Plan kind of trade back and forth on vocals. And, you know, it is live if you're expecting it to sound exactly like an album and you have never heard a punk band live well then you're going to be sorely disappointed yeah but uh you know it's good for what it is i think it's really cool that they got to do that because you know that song came out like back in high school for me or at least maybe early college and 
it's funny because it's off of an album that very easily gets forgotten for me because it it wasn't that big of a deal to me and it was right. like a okay record but that song is fun and i know that it got a lot of mtv play and um you know probably i guess views was around by then and play on that so i don't know i think it's just cool that they were able to get that opportunity yeah definitely oh it's it's good uh, mxpx is one of those bands that um i don't know they have kind of walked away from the faith i mean you know mike has kind of alluded to the fact i don't know that he's ever like boldly said it but he's alluded to the fact that he doesn't consider himself really a, a believer anymore which is sad but when you see all the stuff that goes on in the the christian music industry and how there's not a lot of difference between the business practices in the christian music industry and the mainstream music industry you can kind of see how there would be some disillusionment i guess for lack of a better word um you know so hopefully at some point in his future uh you know god becomes more real to him and he realizes it's not about the people <laughs> you know it's about christ and can understand the difference between the two but you know at this point uh you know mxpx is just kind of out there doing their own thing not necessarily walking in in the faith anymore yeah and i don't know what the deal is with the other two guys with mike and or with tom and yuri um as far as their their faith walk but uh, you know it's i do kind of get a little bit encouraged though that for the most part it feels like the christian rock community hasn't ostracized them the way they have some other bands right that have had the similar kind of things happen and i think if nothing else it probably helps that mxpx while they were a christian band for the bulk of their career you wouldn't necessarily know that by listening right. to their music. It's not like them, uh, or or at least Mike, not you know considering himself a Christian, has really changed much for them. I mean, if you listen to his podcast or you read interviews with him, obviously you know it's not what you would expect out of a Christian artist because you know he has a little bit of foul language, but you know you can still tell that he has a fairly decent grounding in you know being polite and he's you know he's still very thoughtful, right? Uh, but it's not. You know, it's just not what you would necessarily expect if he was still a Christian, but their music really hasn't changed much for it, so maybe no. that helps. No, and I, I agree with that. I mean, it's it's getting harder and harder to define the line between a lot of uh, a lot of bands. You have Emery, who says that they are a full-on Christian band, yet you listen to the podcast, and you hear a lot of that same language um, and that kind of stuff within there, and you know, like I say, like I've said before, their idea is to show people that they're bad at being Christians, but I, I don't see how that's beneficial to the body. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. you can reach out to unbelievers without using that kind of language. Uh, so there, yeah. there becomes that point where I feel like it's it's defeating the purpose when you paint yourself too much like the world. Then people begin to think, well, I don't have to do anything because I'm just like these guys that call themselves Christians, so I must be fine. Yeah. So I feel like that, you know, something gets lost in the translation there a little bit. That's that's my own opinion, though. Right. Well, earlier we were talking about um, kind of labels and how business practices a lot of times are just kind of the same which is very true. And, and part of it I kind of get because on some level, you know, the whole business is business thing does hold true. Mm -hmm. 
on some level. I mean, you know, it doesn't mean that you should be cutthroat or dishonest or any of that. But I, I'm still about the idea that, you know, it's like if you have if you if you are a for profit label, that's what you do in your Christian label. It doesn't make a difference. And somebody gets signed. They don't sell. You know, I don't think you should feel like you should be obligated to continue that considering it seems pretty obvious that whatever they're doing isn't meshing with what people want. Right. I get that. Uh, but a label that is very much different in that regard is, is humble beast. And uh, <laughs> they have just released this big video and a big announcement about them changing things up. And the video is very informative, but it's also kind of confusing uh, on some level. Cause they talk about, you know, like we we give music away. That's what we do. That costs a lot of money. So because of that, you know, uh, most of us, uh, the, the people who started the label really don't pull a salary. They all the time that they put in is donated. The only money that they make is off the albums that they make that they sell or do shows or whatever. Right. So in this video, they talk about all this. And then they're like, you know, when we first started, we started like in a bedroom and then we moved to, um, you know, borrowed space. Then we moved to a garage. Then we moved to. A rented studio space we moved to a bigger rented studio space and now we finally have this space which looks like a not an airplane hangar but you know a big industrial warehouse you know probably at least three or four thousand square feet at, at minimum um and they're customizing and everything and they the main point of this video is though that they're scaling back and they're they're letting a few of the artists go which they see is um, a good thing because they can focus more on the artists that they feel like most epitomize what they're doing and I'm sure also some sense of popularity goes with that, too, because, right. you know, the majority of the artists that they're keeping are getting really good press and doing really well. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but the, now they're scaling it back to where they have uh, the roster of Propaganda, Beautiful Eulogy, Jackie Hill Perry and Jay Givens. And that's it. Before this, they've had, you know, several others. And most notably missing from that list to me is Foreknown, who right. I really liked his record, Ornithology. Um but they also considered it a favor to the people who they were letting go because they're like, now they can, you know, get the attention that they need, but get it elsewhere because, you know, with us having so much divided attention, you know, it's not really doing anybody any favors. Um, and it's hard to know how to take stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, we're firing you, but it's for your own. Good. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, and I wonder how many of these guys might get picked up by a label like Reach Records or something yeah. along those lines, you know, where they've got momentum and they've got funding to be able to to throw out there and they go more along the lines of a traditional um business model so yeah. i mean there's some opportunity there i think for them to be picked up in that regard um but then again this is going to be one of those sink or swim kind of things as well some of these guys they may have been building in popularity but maybe they're not going to build to the point like a propaganda or a jackie hill perry or a jay Givens. You know, maybe Humble Beast realizes these guys may have gone as far as they're going to go. And while they're, they may be great, uh, you know, 